0: I decided that I was going to buy him that car for his 40th birthday. I just fucking decided it. Like I knew that I knew and how I made it a decision, a true decision was I went that day and went to his other uncle who is, who's like a big Corvette guy. He's big part of the story. I went to him and I said, hey, how much do one of those cars cost? And like, where do you buy them? (laughs) Like, I had no clue. I didn't, you know, I don't know shit about vintage cars even still to this day. But I was like, where do I buy one of those and how much do they cost? And he's like, well, if you can find one and depending on the quality of it, they can go up to like $100,000 or you can buy them for like five grand in someone's garage, basically. And I was like, when he turns 40, I'm going to need your help. And he's like, yeah, yeah, sure. No problem. Hey, y'all, it's Christina. Before the podcast starts, I just wanted to let you know something super exciting that I am doing on June 28th, thanks to you, the podcast listeners. So if you listen to a recent podcast, it came out on April 6th. It was called The Most Common Obstacles I See in Business. I had so much feedback on that podcast, and you guys had so many more questions, and honestly, you wanted me to do another podcast, but I thought I would do one better. I am going to do a live webinar for you, how to confidently convey your value and make sales on repeat In Your Business on June 28th. It is a live webinar. It's supposed to be 60 minutes, but you know me, I always go over. It is a paid webinar. It's $99. And the reason why I'm doing this is because just like I've said on this podcast a hundred times, when you pay, you pay attention. You guys, we're going to go over everything about conveying your value. We're going to talk about sales. We're going to talk about imposter syndrome. We're going to talk about truly stepping into your most confident self in your business and how to get sales on on repeat. If you guys are interested in this webinar, there is limited spaces. I'm obviously not talking to everyone, but if I am talking to you, I would love to have you there. The link to sign up is in the show notes. You can come find me on Instagram at Christina. There's a link in my bio there. I would love to have you guys. Obviously, again, this is a paid webinar. It's $99. I just want to give you as much value as possible. And I know if it's free, you won't sign up. So Sign up today. I'd love to have you. I'm going to give you as much value as I possibly can. It's going to be like the April 6th podcast that I did on conveying your value, getting sales on repeat. What are the obstacles that I see? I would love to have you guys there. If you have any questions, just reach out to me on social media, send me a text. But again, the link to sign up for this webinar, which there will be a recording sent to you if you can't make it live, The link to sign up is in the show notes. I can't wait to see you guys there and enjoy today's podcast. Are you ready to decide it's your turn to live your most purposeful, profitable, passionate life? I'm Christina Lecure, former professional golfer turned confidence and success coach. I truly believe every one of us was put here for a God-given purpose, and it is our responsibility to live that fully. For well over a decade now, I've been turning my life as well as countless others around from feeling unworthy, incompetent, and without a purpose to living a life I cannot wait to wake up for, even on days when shit hits the fan. And it all started with a decision. Yeah, you heard that right. I said God and shit in the same sentence. So clearly this won't be your typical podcast, but what I can assure you is that each week myself and my guests are going to enlighten you, fire you up, and having you walk away with stories and strategies to not only boost your confidence, but give you hope that at any moment in time, you have the power to decide it's your turn. Hey y'all, welcome back to the podcast. It is a solo episode today, and I will tell you today is Different of how I am recording this podcast. I am actually sitting in my upstairs bathroom. I almost recorded this on video so you guys could see the setup I've got going on currently. I could not record this podcast in my typical, I call it my podcast recording. Uh, upstairs closet because it is so freaking hot in there. This is like the first day that it's actually got warm here. I live in Arkansas and it's the first day it's gotten really warm and my air conditioner wasn't on. I just got done from a walk, took a quick shower. So I look like the hottest mess ever. I was going to record this on video. My team has been asking me to do some solo podcasts on video so we can put them up on the YouTube channel and use clips. Let me know if you guys would like that because I feel like you don't want to see that because it is literally, I am the biggest hot mess ever. I might actually just take a photo of myself so I can put it in the show so my team can compile a photo of what I actually look like and what my actual setup is right now. I am literally sitting, first time ever. Fun fact. First time ever, I've actually recorded a podcast sitting, a solo podcast. I usually stand up in my closet because I want the energy, but it is so hot up here and I've turned the air conditioning on, but I also have to worry about the noise. So I'm sitting on the cold tile floor in my upstairs bathroom, which is quite small in hopes that the audio is good for you guys. So the things that I do to record this podcast to try to make it as Uh, you know, try to make it as high quality as I possibly can. And high quality, I mean sitting on the bathroom floor um, in my pajamas with my hair up in a bun and I look like the hottest mess ever. So I guess I wanted to save you from having to see this on video, but one day I will do a solo podcast and record on video. Perhaps you guys want to watch it. Let me know. I'm always so curious what you guys want. I know I say it week in and week out, but like I swear I do this podcast for you. I do 90% of the things for you because I want to add as much value as humanly possible. So if you do listen to this podcast and you've never connected with me, I'd love for you to say hi. I'd love for you to tell me who's Listening to this. Perhaps you this is your first time hearing this. If so, I'm so glad that you're here. Welcome to a solo episode with me. I'm Christina, the founder of Decide It's Your Turn, and over on Instagram at beChristina, because I encourage everyone to be themselves, the highest version of themselves. And Today, I am going to be doing a podcast on manifestation and how I truly do believe I have manifested my reality that I have today. And I will tell you, I truly believe I'm one of the happiest people that you can possibly meet. And I know that there's a few people that would probably roll their eyes at that, but I truly do believe I have one of the greatest lives ever because I decided on a daily basis. And that is even when shit is hitting in the fan, when it feels hard, when things are not working out, when I am sad, when I am overwhelmed, when I'm tired, because I truly just believe it's just a decision that I have made because... I understand life is so short and I've mentioned this on this podcast a hundred times. So if you're someone who's been listening since the beginning, hi, I love you. Thank you so, so much. If we've never connected, please, like I said, send me a text message 501-222-3362. Just text me the word podcast and we can connect. And it is 100% me. I always get a message back. Like it's a spam. It's a bot. It is 100% not. It is legitimately me. And for all of those of you, there's only a couple hundred of you that are on my text message community, you will know it's 100% me because I always message you back and I usually forget to do it Thursday mornings, so sometimes you do get the text message on Fridays. I usually send those text messages out on Thursday, but if you ever did have a question for me, it is 100% me. You can text me. It is an app in my phone that I keep all of your information and get to connect with each one of you. So if you are a long-time listener, thank you, but you guys know if you have been here a while, I always say that I truly believe I have this gift of knowing that life is really short. Hopefully, that doesn't mean that I'm dying anytime soon because I've really do love life and I want to live it to the fullest the other day on my Instagram stories again if you don't follow me on Instagram it's definitely where I hang out the most come see me come say hi Um, but I did put on my Instagram stories how long do you want to live? And I use like this, like funny little, you know, that poll box where I was like, I think I used 80, 85, 90, or over a hundred. And it's so crazy. So many of you want to live over a hundred. I do not want to live over a hundred. I feel like shit goes south. No matter how good you take care of yourself at a hundred, it's going to be a little rough, but I always feel like 85 to 88 is like that ideal situation. That's where I'm hoping that I kick it because my neighbor Joyce, who you guys know, if again, if you follow me, I've probably even talked about her on this podcast. I adore her so much. She's like 85 years old. She got a puppy. She gardens. You should see her bend over. I know that sounds really weird, but you should see the girl bend over. She literally can bend over and like pull out weeds out of her gar- out of her garden without even like flinching. At I I'm just moved off the floor to change the position because my butt is getting sore, and we're only five minutes into this podcast, but it's the coolest place in this room. Um, Uh, my butt's even sore from just moving that much, but my girl Joyce, she's 85. She's just kicking it, bends over real quick. But I really want to live until like that perfect age to where, you know, you're still healthy. And I think going quickly, I don't even really know. Lately, we've just, we've lost a few people and, you know, it's been really hard and you're trying to decide it's, it's never easy, no matter how, whether you go fast or old or young and all of the things, but I feel like 80, like 88, really healthy going in your sleep is probably like the best way ever but I'm not really sure but I the reason why I'm bringing up dying why am I talking about dying on this podcast I know the reason why I'm talking about dying is because I truly do believe one of the things that makes me the most sad is when I see people who are not living life to the fullest because I just don't understand if they realize that like life is that short you know I I saw the other day on social media someone said um if I told you you're going to die in a year, what would you do? And people were like, you know, rattling off all the shit they were going to do. And the guy's like, well, why are you not doing that now? You don't know if you're going to die tomorrow. And that's the honest to God truth. I was actually talking with one of my other girlfriends and I was actually going to do an Instagram story on this. And I don't really know how to cut it down to like a 90 second reel to give you guys as much value as possible. So I'll talk about it on here. But one of my good girlfriends, Good, good friend of mine, we've been friends for gosh 15 20 years now. It feels like she was diagnosed at MS at the age of 29. And I think one of the things that so she doesn't even really understand the power of the mind like she's country, she's one of my best friends, she's just like in her own little world, but. One of the things that I think she doesn't understand that she does extremely well is she is one of the most positive, optimistic, like live life now, live life to the fullest. She doesn't have a lot. But she's always like, oh, I'm just going to do that or I'm going to do this or I'm going to like she's so kind, so happy. But when she was diagnosed with MS, I think one of the smartest things she ever did was never Google or never find out all the things about MS. She just decided that she was going to that she had MS and she was just going to live life to the fullest. And. Funny enough, 30 years later, I'm not telling you she hasn't had really hard moments. And I've seen her over the last 20 years with really, really hard moments. Like she struggles a lot. But I think one of the things that she does the best is she's just so like, I don't even know if it's oblivious or optimistic about life and just decides to live life to the fullest now because she doesn't know when you're supposed to lose your mobility. She doesn't know when you're supposed to lose your speech. And I think oftentimes, you know, and I don't know about you guys, and I'd love to know, tell me if you feel like this is true, but I feel like the minute someone's diagnosed with something, they want to know all of the things. And unfortunately, you got to find out all the bad things as well. And that contaminates your mind. I think if you don't know what's supposed to happen and you're so overly optimistic, you have a much better chance of Bad things not happening because I truly do believe, you know, and it's scientifically, you know, physiologically. Proven that what you focus on is what you find. And if you focus on, if you find all of the negative, if 30 years ago she would have found out you're supposed to lose your speech, you're supposed to lose your mobility, you're supposed to, this is supposed to happen after X amount of time. This is supposed to happen after X amount of time. It's almost like you're waiting for it to happen. Like it's going to happen because someone told me it's supposed to happen. You know, she was just kind of, and I don't know how anyone's supposed to handle it. And I think people handle it, you know, how they, the best way that they know how. But I truly do believe her optimism, her positivity, and the fact that like she just never found out about all the bad things that were going to happen is one of the reasons why she has had such quote unquote success with her MS. And it hasn't really debilitated her in a big way at all. Yes, she walks with a cane. Yes, she has flare ups. Yes, she takes medicine. Yes, she doesn't feel good a lot of the time, but she also is pretty normal. And you would never really know that she has MS unless you would have like, unless you know that she has MS. So I do think that there's such power in the mind. And that's really leading up to the reason why I'm recording this podcast today. So if you do follow me on Instagram, a couple of weeks ago, by the time this podcast comes out, it's probably going to like be a month or two ago. But I did a post on <laughs> my husband's car. I bought him a car for his 40th birthday. I'm going to talk about it here in a minute. And a ring that I bought myself probably about eight, maybe six or eight years ago. And I did a post on how I manifested both of those things. And I think it it, it definitely was in some regards, I'm not going to lie to you. In some regards, it was clickbait because people do love a bright, you know, old, shiny Corvette and people do love diamonds. I mean, I'll be honest with you, I'm not really a bougie person, but I do love diamonds. Like, if you're going to buy me anything, like, I don't care about clothes, I don't care about a lot of things, but I do love diamonds. If I pick one jewelry, that's it watches and diamonds. But So it was clickbait in the fact that like I did post two like shiny things that everyone says that they want. But I really want to kind of talk about how those things happened and how I manifested them and how like there's so many other things like the list can go on and on and on. And the reason why I want to talk about this is I want you guys to understand when I say decision, faith and action, I really, really want you to like understand what I'm saying to my core because I, I do believe without any shadow of a doubt the three pillars of everything I coach whether my clients are understanding I'm basing everything that we're talking about in business and in life on decision faith and action those are the three pillars of everything I truly do believe those are the things that will get you whatever you want in your life quote-unquote manifesting your reality which I think we're going to name this podcast probably because I, I do believe I have manifested my reality and I think manifestation I think is just like this woo-woo word that a lot of people use you know like I know people know a ton more about it than I do but I also know too that like this is what I've been doing it's it's what I've always done you can I haven't branded myself on this and I haven't like made it the pillar of everything I talk about but there's such power in Deciding So manifesting, in my opinion, is deciding something, right? I think the big thing that a lot of people forget is like the faith and action part (laughs) in regards to manifestation. But I did use both of these two items and I'm going to talk about them today and I'll probably give you a couple more. But I want you you to put yourself in the story of how I literally use decision, faith and action to manifest these two massive things, one for my husband and one for myself. And I'll give you a bunch of other examples of things that I've manifested for friends. And family and in my business and all of the things. But I want you to put yourself in this story. And it's so funny. One of my longtime clients, I mean, she's been working with me for like two and a half years. She saw this post. And you guys tell me if you feel like this is true. But like sometimes you can hear something a thousand times and then one way it's said, or one, you know, example that's given, or maybe someone else says it in a certain way, and you finally get that like. Oh moment. Does that happen to you guys? Like again, let me know. Like send me a message, send me a DM, come to my website. I would give you my website, but it's probably in the show notes because my website is my full name, which is Christina Lecure. ChristinaLacure.com. But that's really, really hard. So that's why I always tell you use decide it's your turn or be Christina on Instagram, LinkedIn, YouTube. Be Christina Lequeur is uh, what we are on YouTube now. So all of our podcasts are now on YouTube, all of the for now, all of the guest podcasts are on YouTube until my team makes me show you me in my bathroom with my hair in a bun with no bra on because they want me to record, record these solos on video. Again, let me know if you're interested in seeing me in my bathroom because that is a sad sight. I don't know who would want to watch that, but if you do, let me know. Um, but if you don't and you want me to get, you know, somewhat presentable so I can record these solos on video, please do let me know that as well. I, I Like again, like I said in the first minute that this is, is truly for you. But going back to what one of my clients said to me, and you know we've been working together forever, like two and a half years. She saw that post that I did on my Instagram stories of um, the car and the watch. And she's like, oh my God, Christina, I have heard you say, make a decision, decide for two and a half years. And it finally fucking clicked. You just decided it. And I was like, Just decided it, like decision was made, and then you just show up to that decision no matter fucking what. So (laughs) that was so funny that she said that. It was like this big aha moment. I didn't know whether to feel bad or whether to feel like, oh my God, she finally got it. But it was like one of those moments that I was just like, oh my God, I've been saying this forever, and she finally just got it. So let's talk about, let's start with the Corvette. I want you to put yourself in this story, but I want to kind of really truly granularly explain how I created the Corvette for my husband for his 40th birthday and what needed to occur for this to happen. And then I'm going to talk to you guys about the things that I see, the mistakes I see people making when it comes to manifestation. So let's start with the Corvette. So I posted this story on Instagram and the day this podcast comes out, come to my Instagram stories. I'll post another Like, I'll actually post a really cool video of how I surprised him with it. Like, he had zero fucking clue, let me tell you. So, this Corvette is a 1963 red Corvette. And I don't really know shit, really, to be honest with you, about Corvettes. But there's a reason behind this Corvette. So, again, I posted the Corvette on Instagram, like, oh, I'm so cool. I bought my husband a Corvette, which is so fucking cool. But there's a lot behind it. And we're not going to go into all of the details behind it, but one of his uncles who he was the absolute closest with, who passed away when he was younger, who basically transformed his life, um, had a 1963 red Corvette. And so when I found this out, Nathan and I had only been dating, gosh, I want to say like maybe three years, three or four, maybe not even three years, but maybe I found out early on in our relationship, we've been together like 20 years, early on in our relationship that that 1963 red Corvette was what his uncle had. He was so close with his uncle. His uncle passed away that day before I even knew how, like I was so in the journey of changing myself in the beginning of that. (laughs) like, Oh my God, I don't even know what year that would have been like 2008. Maybe, um, I decided that day that I was going to buy that Corvette for him on his 40th birthday. Like I just fucking decided it. Like lying in the sand, knew that I knew, did not fucking have any clue in the, in the world how that was going to happen. So let's just say, let's just rough estimate that that car is like $50,000. I don't know exactly what it was, but it was close to that. Maybe let's just say 40. So I'm going under instead of over, let's say that car was $40,000 at the time in 2008, I was like in college, y'all. Like I was literally in college. (laughs) I did not have, like I was old in college. Don't get me wrong. I was older in college, but I was still in college. I did not have a job. I was like, my job was to play golf for school and go to school. Like, but I just knew and I did not come from money. I just want to make that very clear. Like I did not come from money. I did not have a trust fund. I did not have an extra $40,000 sitting in the bank. But that day I decided I was going to buy that car for my husband for which at the time I'd only been dating the guy a couple of years, but I knew I was going to marry him, I guess. I decided that I was going to buy him that car for his 40th birthday. I just fucking decided it. Like I knew that I knew and how I made it like a decision, a true decision was I went that day and went to his other uncle who is who's like a big Corvette guy. He's big part of this story. I went to him and I said, hey, how much do one of those cars cost? And like, where do you buy them? (laughs) Like, I had no clue. I didn't, you know, I don't know shit about vintage cars, even still to this day. But I was like, where do I buy one of those? And how much do they cost? And he's like, well, if you can find one, and depending on the quality of it, they can go up to like $100,000. Or you can buy them for like five grand in someone's garage basically. But I remember that story again. This is like so long ago and I'm laughing because I remember the conversation. I don't remember every detail I had with his uncle, but I was like, I'm going to buy him this car. And like, where do I go buy it? (laughs) And I was like, when he turns 40, I'm going to need your help. And he's like, yeah, yeah, sure. No problem. Well, you guys fast forward however many years, but like in the back of my mind, I knew that I was going to buy him that car. I said I was going to buy him that car. I said like, forever and ever. Amen. I was going to buy him that car. I don't think I told him I was going to buy him that car, but like I always knew he wanted that car. And I was like, I'm going to be the person to do this. When he turns 40, I'm going to do it. So fast forward, however many years he turned 40, I guess in 2014, right? Is that right? 2014. Um, So fast forward however many years that was. That was like six years later that I decided I was going to buy this car. Well, now I'm out of college. I'm playing golf. I'm starting to make a little bit of money in corporate golf events. But I still don't have $40,000 just sitting in the bank. I still haven't done the research yet on where I just go pick one of these things up. So I'm like six months out from his birthday, maybe eight months. Again, it's a long time ago. Doesn't matter. I want you guys to like understand the premise of this so you can use it for your real life. So I'm like eight months out and I'm like, okay, well, I better start thinking about this. Like I have some money put away because again, I am like, I have decided it is in my brain that this is going to happen. And I know I've been slowly saving, putting it back. I'm a very good saver. I can save money because I really want you guys to understand this. Anything is possible when you want it bad enough, when you're so clear about it. You guys, to me, it's like the clarity. It's like if you just say you want to make money, if you just want to be rich, if you just want like a big pile of money, I remember one of my podcast guests said, a big pile of money is not motivating. That's a hundred percent fucking true. Like, let me tell you, I don't really care about money unless I know the reason. Like I am so crystal clear on it. And I knew I wanted that. And so I knew that I like, I think I would like a couple of years into like thinking this, I was like, okay, so if I have to save up $40,000, you know, I've got eight years to do it. You guys, I would need a fucking calculator for that. But I knew I had to put aside, like, I think I was trying to put aside, like, for three or four thousand dollars, or maybe even five thousand dollars, I was trying to put. Uh, let's just say I was trying to put a put aside five thousand dollars. Well, you break down five thousand dollars over the course of a year, it's really not that much money. So, but I'm constantly trying to put this money aside because I know that I need forty thousand dollars by the time he turns forty, right? So I'm so crystal clear on it. I knew it was going to happen. I had no idea how it was going to happen. And that is one of the things that I'm going to talk about that I, the number one mistake I see people make is like the how you're so worried about the how that it sidetracks you off of the decision. Like the decision was made. I'm getting this fucking car. So we're like six months out. Let's just say we're six months out from his birthday. I go to his uncle. and I was like, remember when I told you I need this car? I need you to start looking for this car. I don't know where this car is, but I know you fucking do. I need help. Here's my budget. This is what I can do. So I'm starting to talk to him about it. And I'm maybe like, I'm probably at the time, I'm probably eight to $9,000 short on this, you guys. And I'm he finds a car and there's two of them. There's one in Colif- uh, Colorado and the other one is up where we got it in New Jersey. And so I had him look at, and he sends me the two of them. And I go, well, honestly, you could tell me that they're the greatest thing in the world. You can tell me you're a piece of shit. I have no idea. I need you to tell me like which one is closest to you know, his former uncle's um, his uncle that passed away his car. I was like, I need that. Like, I just need that fucking car. So I was like, here's the thing. I need you to go look at these cars. I can't tell. And so like I convinced because I just like I knew I, need, I knew I needed to do it. So I started talking to his dad, my my husband's dad. I was like, listen, I need to buy this car. I think I'm going to need your help because I can't really do it right now. Would you be willing to help me? It's his 40th birthday. My father-in-law was like, yep, because again, you guys, the how, I had to let go of the how. Like, I didn't care how it was going to happen, but I just knew we had to get this car because I just decided it. So uh, his uncle, like literally now we're like weeks away, right? So I tell my father-in-law, I was like, listen, I don't have it all. Would you mind helping me until I get it? Because I've got this golf event coming up. You guys, oh, that's the part I missed too. So I'm like $8,000 short at this point in time. Sure as fuck. Because I'm like, literally, I just know I'm getting this car. Like I can feel it in my bones. So uh, probably about eight weeks before his birthday, we're planning a surprise birthday party. He thinks we're just inviting a bunch of people. We're going to the racetrack, blah, 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 blah. Um, I literally get a call to do this event out of nowhere. I've never done this event before. It was like someone had called me and said, hey, do you have time to do an event like in March of this year? And my husband's birthday is In October, guys, or in April, guys. So, do you have time to do this event? And I was like, "Yeah, let me look at my schedule, look at my thing. Let let me just see if I can fit it in my schedule." I go back and forth with the client. Promise you, not even like kidding you. It was exactly the eight thousand dollars (laughs) problem. Actually, I made a mistake. It was exactly eight thousand dollars, but the event was like literally, I think, two weeks. I want to say. No, no, no. This is what it was. The event was before my husband's birthday, but the paycheck I didn't get until like some reason why it didn't really matter. Again, I didn't get the money until after the birthday. So it's like, I wasn't going to be able to do it, but I was able to do it because I figured out how to ask my father-in-law for the money to be able to pay him. And once we actually got him the car, I was able to pay my father-in-law. So again, that's a ton of details, but. And then I sure as shit, I got the car. My my um, my husband's uncle went up to New Jersey, got a trailer, drove all the way up there, pick up the car. And I'm like sweating bullets because we don't even know if this is going to be the right car. But like, I knew it was going to be the right car because I was like, this has to happen. Like we're like a week out from Nathan's birthday and he drives up to New Jersey or wherever it was. And I said, he's like, I just don't know. I have to see it face to face. If you're going to spend this much money, you have to do it. I was like, yep, no problem. Do you mind driving up there? So he drives up there with the trailer on it. I remember him calling me and I said, okay, how is it? And I'm nervous as hell. I'm like, how is it? And he goes, if you don't buy it, I will. I was like, no way it's mine. So I'm like, it's mine, It's mine. So then I call my father-in-law. I was like, Hey, I don't have this right now. Would you mind helping me out? So he ends up helping me out. I end up paying him after the birthday. Nathan was shocked to hell. It's the greatest gift that, you know, I could have ever given him just because it means so much to him. And it all started eight years ago from a decision. And the how of it happened really didn't even occur until after his birthday because I didn't have the final $8,000 or whatever it was until after his birthday. I want you to understand that. Like I was so clear on, I was going to get it. I let go of the how I just knew it was going to happen. The timeline didn't matter. I was just so specific on what had to happen. Like it really wasn't even about the money, but the money came because I never gave up the hope. Like I guarantee you that event for the exact amount of money, came because I was so clear on what I wanted and I just knew it was going to happen. So going back to my pillars of everything I coach and teach in business, which is decision, faith, and action. Number one, I made the decision. I never gave up hope on the decision when like Literally, there was no reason in the world I should have, A, been able to find one of these cars. Apparently, like, they're super, super rare. And this car, I didn't mention this. It's, like, certified by the National Corvette, whatever. It's called, like, a Duntoff Award or some shit. Like, it's won some sort of award. Like, it's that good. It's won some sort of award. So, found the car. Like, literally, it's the best car ever. (laughs) And I literally just decided I, I want... I'm getting everything about the story because I want to, I always want to be really honest with you guys, but like, I know that it was so long ago. I can't remember every detail. And if this is not a hundred percent exactly how it went, every inch of it, I just want you to know that I'm trying my fucking best at six o'clock at night on a bathroom floor. But all I'm telling you is I promise you it happened because it was the decision, the faith that I was going to make it happen and the action I had to take to like, incrementally break down what it would take for me to save that amount of money to make that car a reality to have faith to like know that like even though I didn't know what that car was I had enough wherewithal to know that like I knew the right people I knew people to help me and like just the decision was made. I promise you and I can say this with like a hundred percent faith I never wavered for one second that I was gonna get that car like never Like, and I have no business really getting that car. And that's the part, like, I want you guys to understand because there's so many out of of, of, so many of you out there saying, well, easy for you or, you know, I don't have a father-in-law who would have helped me or I can't do this or I can't do that. You guys, I want you to understand like there's no fucking reason why that could have happened for me. Like there's no reason. I just made a decision. I took action. I broke it down into small incremental steps. And every single time there was a roadblock, I figured out a way to yes. And I had unwavering faith that like God wanted me to be able to get that car for my husband. It was never about the car. It was about the memories that my my husband had with his uncle, who was his favorite person on the planet in that car so like that's reason why it worked the how the why you know those are the problems that i see with people People say all the time, oh, I'm going to manifest this or I've decided for this. But have you made a true decision? I've repeated this on this podcast a thousand times. A true decision does not change based on your circumstances. At no point in time during that story did I decide my circumstance was that that car wasn't going to become a reality. Maybe did I have a couple of waivers along the journey? Perhaps. But like, still that that decision rang true i made the decision and i showed up to it and i took actions small incremental actions like 8 years down the line when i first decided i wanted that car There was zero chance in hell that I really thought I could get that car. But when I broke it down, it's like, okay, 50 grand over eight years. How much per month do I actually need to save? And then I started doing these big golf events. And then I knew that the universe was conspiring for me. I knew that if I didn't give up hope, if I didn't change. Like, you know, maybe I'll get him this car. Maybe I'll get him a lower model. No, I knew I had to get that car. And I just continued to believe that God was going to support me in that, you know, universe, God, source, whatever you want to believe. I had to believe that it was going to work and I was just going to show up and take the actions until it fucking did. And truth be told, it really didn't happen until after i needed it to happen because i you know i i paid the money after we actually gave him the car but i want you to understand that whole premise and i want you guys to know if this does this feel true to you do you understand this is there something that i can elaborate on i'm going to give you another example about this ring that i wanted because That I ended up getting because I really want you guys to understand this because I don't think that a lot of people talk about the manifestation of how it actually really works. I think most people just say, oh, I manifested it. But you don't really talk about like sometimes it doesn't work the way that you want it to. And sometimes like I'm going to give you an example of something that didn't work the way that I wanted it to, but it actually worked better and it worked completely different because I still held true to the decision. So I want you guys to understand that. Okay. Let me know if that makes sense. I'm. I I really want this to be so so clear to you. Ask me any questions. Send me a text message. Send me a DM. Everything's in the show notes. So that's how I got Nathan's car. And still to this day, he loves that car. We don't drive it a ton. We finally brought it out of the garage. We haven't driven it for two years because it's all original. And there's like um, a fuel pump issue. I guess we had to find the original fuel pump. We're finally putting on original fuel pump, changing the tires, and we're gonna actually drive it again this summer. But we've had now had it for nine years because my husband is 49 years old. You guys stay tuned to this podcast for you to uh, learn what I have to get him not have to, that I've decided with unwavering belief, I'm going to be able to do for him for his 50th birthday. And this is a good one. So it's going to be very excited. Stay tuned till August or April. Why do I keep screwing up his birthday? April of next year, April of next year, the guy turns 50. I only celebrate for the big ones, guys. I'll be honest. Other years he gets a card and a kiss. Um, But uh, yeah, so that was the car. Hey, y'all, it's Christina. If you've listened to this podcast a while, you've probably heard me talk about my clients. And the reason for that is I'm obsessed with them and they're obsessed with their results. Having been a one-on-one coach for over five and a half years and being voted the top confidence coach in 2020, I can firmly tell you there is not a faster way to success than having someone hold you consistent, confident, and give you the clarity you need to achieve your personal and professional goals. In 2023, I am doing something that no one else in the coaching industry does, and that's allowing you to have me as your one-on-one coach for less than $300 a month. So if you've ever thought about one-on-one coaching and didn't think it was possible for you, I would encourage you to text me the word COACH to 501-222-3362, and I can tell you what it would look like to have you and I together in a one-on-one coaching capacity for the next year to make sure you are deciding it is your turn to hit the goals that you have decided for in 2023. Again, text me the word coach to 501-222-3362. You can send me a message on Instagram at bchristina or check the show notes for more details. I look forward to hearing from you. So let's talk about my ring, because I really think that this is important for you guys to understand as well. There's been very few things that I've really wanted for myself in this world, but I've always loved an eternity band. And every time I've gone into like a jewelry store or every time I've gone in somewhere and, uh, you know, get a watch change battery change or something like that I've always admired an eternity band and I have a beautiful engagement ring for my husband I have my wedding bands are actually four little tiny rings that I exchange out they're very very thin I've always found that really attractive that little tiny thin band for um, um for a wedding band so I have like these little tiny bands for my for my wedding band but my I have a beautiful engagement ring for my husband, but I've always admired an eternity band. And it's something that I've wanted to do for myself. So I want to say maybe about seven or eight years ago, I went into the jewelry store one day and I started talking to the guy. I was like, hey, how much are one of these? And like, you know, I think it was like one of the bougie brands, right? One of those bougie brands that like, here's the thing with diamonds. I don't know sh- uh, much about them, but I do know that if you get like, Cartier or Tiffany or whatever it's just like when you get like um, you know whatever brand name whatever it is when you get a brand name it's always more right instead of getting the knockoff version so it's not like I was getting the knockoff version but I asked to look at one of these eternity bands and I probably should have had my statistics on what my band actually is. I have absolutely no clue, (laughs) like carrot wise and clarity and all that size. I don't, I have absolutely no idea, but I, I, well, that's not true. I I probably have a a good estimate, but I'm in the jewelry store getting a watch redone battery or something like that. And I look at this Eternity band and I said to myself, Christina, you're going to buy that for yourself. You've always wanted it. You've been busting your ass. This was when I was in the golf industry and you are going to hit six figures next year. And when you hit six figures, you're going to buy this ring. You guys, it took me over three years to get that ring. I said, I made a decision the year that I did over, I think this was like eight years ago. So I made a decision that I was going to buy myself that ring. I tried it on, took a photo of it. I didn't tell anyone. I just, in my head, I was like, you will buy that ring for yourself. So I asked the guy, I was like, Hey, if I wanted one of these, what is it going to cost? And I think he said it was like 80 or 90 grand. And I was like, Whoa, I don't even, even if I had the money, do I really want to spend that on that? And, um, but he's like, you know what, if we make it with our own loose diamonds or whatever, we could probably get it a lot closer to like, I think it was like 25 or 30. And so I said, Oh, okay. That's, you know, a little bit, you know, more of a, more of an, a more of like a, a palatable, you know okay there and now again put yourself in the story that could be 5000 or it could be a million dollars you know everyone everyone's different on what they believe to be you know Palatable no matter how much money you have. But I was like, okay, that that's much better. You know, I can much more swallow that and not feel not feel like I'm wearing a car on my hand. But anyway, so I literally made the decision that day. I took the photo of it. And I promise you guys, I probably looked at that photo. I I know I did. I put it on like a screensaver on my on my phone and I said, I am going to buy that buy that ring. And It was so clear to me that I was going to get it and I was going to do it in a certain time frame. I think it ended up, I say three years, it probably took me maybe a little less than two years probably but I made the decision again. I think that this is the part that I really want to get clear to you guys. I made a decision that it was going to happen. I released the timelines of when it was going to happen. So again, going to the things, going back to the things of the mistakes that I see people make when they are, you know, trying to manifest their reality, which is, okay, I'm going to do this thing. It's going to happen by this date and it's going to happen in this way. That is not the case. I promise you it's never the case. You have to release the how in manifestation. In my personal opinion, you have to release the how because it can come a lot sooner. It can come a lot longer. It can come in a completely different way. And so that was the first thing. I was just like, I know I'm going to get it. It's going to happen no ifs, ands, or buts. Then I figured out how to ask the guy to where, you know, they could build it for me. So I was like, immediately it went from like 90,000 down to like 25,000. I was like, fuck yes, I'm winning. (laughs) But no, that was just another way of the how. So that was like, okay, I knew that I didn't want to spend that amount of money, but like 20, you know, 25 was a little bit more palatable. So I let go of the timelines. I was like, Christina, you're going to get this and you're going to do it for yourself and you're just going to be okay with it no matter how long it takes. I just kept believing that time and time again. And then when I finally ended up doing it, it was like the craziest way of how it happened. The jewelry guy actually called me and he was like, Hey, and this was probably about a year later, or a year and a half later. He's like, Hey, by the way, are you still looking? No, I went in to like change another watch battery or something like that. My husband has these watches that you have to. Change the bands between summer and fall. So, like silver, I think he wears in the winter, and then like the leather he wears in the summer, or some crap like that. Again, my husband loves clothes, loves fashion, loves an outfit. Like, he's all about that. But I always go in to get the watch bands changed. And the guy that was working said, Hey, are you still interested in that ring? I have some loose stones. And it was just the craziest thing, you guys. I had fine like right when he asked me, I hadn't really even been thinking about it. Like it was always in the back of my head, like decision was made, I was gonna buy it. But I hadn't really even been thinking about it. And sure enough, the time he approached me, he came back to me at a much better price. I told Nathan about it. I said, I really wanna do this. I really wanna make this happen. And I literally, it was like everything aligned. The stars aligned, how it happened you know, the opportunity I had, and I still, I wear that ring pretty much, you know, three or four times a week now. I don't wear it all the time. I wish I could say I wear it every day. I do not wear it every day because it is a little bit bigger, which, you know, most people would say, why the fuck wouldn't you wear it if it's, you know, a a fancy ring? But for me, it was just the point of it. It was the decision that I made that it was going to happen the how, I released the how of how it was going to happen. You know, I ended up getting a better price on it. I ended up getting it in a completely different way than I ever wanted in the beginning. Like it was just all, it all came together because I decided it, because I knew it was going to happen. I never wavered and I never worried about the when, you know, I think in manifestation and I think creating your reality, I think the thing that harms people the most is like, The desire that it's supposed to happen right now. You know, in my business, I help a lot of beginning business owners, you know, grow and scale their businesses. And I help also a lot of people start businesses. And one thing that I see in the beginning, and don't get me wrong. I mean, in the beginning of my business as well, I was always like, is this going to work? Is it going to work? But the minute I decided it was going to work and I released the timelines and I was just committed to it and I was willing to do whatever it took, Came so much easier. Like, even in my business now, when I know that I am willing to do whatever it takes, I almost don't have to do everything because I'm willing to do it. Like, I am willing to get on a thousand calls if I have to get on a thousand calls because I'm just willing to do whatever it takes. But I release the expectation, I release the how, and I almost never have to do that. Like, I am just so decided that it will always work and that I'm so showing up to it because it's my purpose. It's what I want to do. It's the thing that fuels my soul. It's the thing that I think I'm leaving an impact on this planet. You know, I don't have children. I am not leaving my DNA, but I definitely want to leave an impact. Like I want to know that I have helped change People's lives and businesses when I am dead and gone. (laughs) You know, that is a big part of the reason why I do what I do. I would do it no matter what. But I think that in the beginning stages, so many people worry about the how and the timelines. And that's when it becomes hard. You know, I got the car because I just decided it. I got the ring because I just decided it. And I was okay to release the timeline. I was okay to release the how I was willing to take whatever action it was that needed to be taken in order to get the thing. And I think that that's where a lot of people get really tripped up when, when you are so specific on the how it has to happen, when you're so specific on the timeline, you know, God has different times for us for different things. And perhaps you're not getting the thing in the exact time that you want it because that is not the time that you're supposed to get it or maybe he's holding out so you can get the better thing and having that belief makes the experience that much better. You know, I, I recently signed on a new client and I said, you know, and she does very, very well in business. You know, her, her business did over three million last year and her goal is to hit four million and I said, that's awesome. Like I am all about let's get you let like let's get the 25% growth. Let's do the damn thing. Like I'm excited for it. But I also told her, you know, the number one thing I care about is your experience. You know, you can have 20, 25 percent growth, but if you're fucking miserable along the way, that's not what I'm here for. I want you to enjoy the experience along the way. And I want you to enjoy the experience when you're building your business, when you're scaling your business. I want you to enjoy your life and I want you to enjoy the manifesting of your reality. I want you to enjoy that. I want it to be fun. Like it's actually exciting to me when I'm trying to do something, when I'm so freaking crystal clear on what I want. It's so exciting how the how happens. You know, another thing that I have manifested two things, you know, I bought my parents both, you know, pretty luxurious trips for their 60th birthdays. And I've posted all of these videos over the years, like they turned 60 a long time ago, but, um, I posted the videos online of how they happened, but I was so crystal clear on exactly what I wanted. Like I knew to my core and both of those trips were, you know, w- well over five figures and I just knew that I was going to do it. I-, I-, I just was so committed to take whatever action needed possible and they ended up both being better than I ever expected. Like, my dad's trip in particular, I surprised him with a trip to Las Vegas and there's a whole story on why Vegas and all of the things and how I got him there. But... I knew that I wanted to take him to the George Strait concert while we were there. We did a whole bunch of other activities, but I like even one of the activities that we did was um, Top Golf when we were there. And the crazy thing about Top Golf is I was just so clear on the experiences that I wanted to provide for my dad, the opportunities that happened. Like we got backstage, like VIP at Top Golf, where the manager basically showed us around, like the. You know the hundred thousand dollars suite at Top Golf in Vegas. Yes, there's a suite in Vegas at Top Golf that like all the celebrities and rappers and you know big time people rent out. But you know we got all access to all of it. And how it happened is just I I truly do believe I was just so friggin' clear. And one of the things that um and you know I just worked every angle humanly possible. Again, that's the action part. And then the faith that you know God wanted it to happen in the way that it did. But one of the things that we wanted to do was go to the George Strait concert, or I knew I wanted to take him to the George Strait concert. George Strait's his absolute, famous, or absolute favorite. Mine too, to be honest with you. But I got the George Strait tickets literally hours before the concert. And they ended up being so close that we touched George Strait' hand and we got upstairs VIP access. And how I got them was a random person on the on the internet, like, 99% of the time, that's a scam. You're, <laughs> you're going to literally, I've been scammed before, but on tickets online, but you know, most of the time that's never going to happen. But I just kept believing. I kept telling Nathan, I was like, Nope, I know I'm going to get them. I know I'm going to get the VIP. I know that they're going to be front row. I know. It. I just believed it to my core and I kept showing up and I kept taking action. I kept having the faith And I promise you, when I have the faith in something, when I am so crystal clear on the experience that I want, it almost ends up better almost every single time. And you can ask most people, I have had some crazy ass shit happen in my life. It's just because I am so abundantly clear about what I want. And so when I tell everyone, you know, I give you the confidence and the clarity that you need in order to have the best life ever or have the business that you desire, that is a big part of it. Again, uh, you know, going back to what I said earlier is like a big pile of money is not motivational. Clarity on why you want to do the things that you do and clarity on like what you want is so, so important. Like if you don't know where you're going, you'll go anywhere. But when you're so dead set on Exactly what you want, it is so much easier to get there, and you can release the how you can release how it's going to happen, release the timelines. Like it is bonkers what you guys can do if you have the confidence, the clarity, and you take that decision faith in action. It is just mind blowing. I'm telling you, you know, I always want to give you guys tangibles. There's two really fantastic books. I've mentioned them before, but the secrets of the millionaire mind is, is a brilliant book. And another really good one that I haven't talked about a bunch is the illusion of money. If you have any money mindset problems, definitely read, read that book. That's by Kyle Cease. And then secrets of the millionaire mind is T Harbecker, but You know, I I have created this life and this reality and all of these amazing things from the trips to the car to the ring, all of those things, because I have so much confidence and clarity that I'm willing to do whatever it takes. I have an immense amount of faith and I'm always deciding that it will happen and I can release the how. And I think that that's super, super important. So ask yourself that question. If there's something that you want right now, are you super clear? Are you so decided? Are you taking massive amounts of action? Are you releasing the timelines? You know, break it down. Just like when I broke down how I was going to save, you know, 50 grand for a car, 20 grand for a ring or 10,000 or 15,000 for trips, I broke it down incrementally. I knew the small goal. I knew what I had to do in order to create those things. And I was willing to do whatever action it took, you know, in the earlier stages of having that money or making that money, it was, you know, I was hustling in the golf industry. I knew I had to do X amount of golf events. And I knew that for every five reach outs, I got one. It's the same. And that's one of the strategies that I definitely talk about in business is like, once you have a system of how, of how you get a client, it's not throwing spaghetti on the wall anymore in regards to getting a client. Like I know if I get on three calls, I'm going to sign one person. It's fucking science now. But Whatever your strategy is, whatever business you're in, find a strategy that works for you so you don't have to throw spaghetti on the wall so you know what it's going to take in order to get what you want. You know, is it a hundred reach outs? If it's a hundred reach outs, are you willing to do a hundred reach outs? I was always willing to do whatever it took in order to hit these goals, in order to manifest my reality. And I was, it was so much easier to do it when I was so clear on what I wanted and I was willing to understand that like God was always going to do it in a much better way, (laughs) you know, like there was always going to be a few, you know, uh, what is that called when you like a few like sticks in there? he always threw a few like red flags in there, a few rocks in there to see if I was willing to trust it, willing to stick, stay the course. You know, there's always a few hurdles, hurdles that we'll call it hurdles. There's always a few hurdles along the way, but do those hurdles derail you off the decision? If the answer is no, chances are you're going to get it. Like, You could have thrown a lot of things at me. And there was over the course of eight years getting my husband that car. There was a ton of things being thrown at me. You guys, I was literally in the beginning stages of playing professional golf. I only did that for about three years. I was literally, but this is again, like how it happened. I was literally sleeping in people's homes like I was willing to call people to see if they had guest houses and you know if anyone had an empty room I was driving someone else's car I was driving halfway across the country I would you know literally eat in a grocery store parking lot. Who here has done that? I've done that many a times. I still do it sometimes today, run into the grocery store, grab a bun and meet my, my pa- my parents did that when we were kids and I hated it. And now I do that sometimes today. I don't have to, but sometimes I do do it because it actually sounds pretty good. You know, a, a deli sandwich from the local Kroger, but I was willing to do whatever it took in order to get it. And that's really part I want you guys to hear is like, are you willing to do whatever it takes? And let go of the expectations. Um, You know, I, I just think it's, and also too, I think thinking outside the box, one of the best things I've ever done is obviously hire a coach and invest in myself and be around mentors and be around people who are different, doing different things. I think that that had taught me to think outside the box. You know, when I first started doing corporate and charity golf events, where I ended up towards the end of my career getting paid $10,000 a day, I just figured out how to think outside the box. I was like, well, this person wants this and this person's willing to pay for this. So maybe if I do this, I can get paid. And sure as shit, it worked. You know what I mean? Like I was willing to think outside the box. I was willing to learn from other people. I was willing to take what one person said and put myself in the story, you know, just the other day one of my subscription coaching clients. So right now, by the way, guys, I'll tell you, I'm probably on a wait list by the time you're hearing this. I'm definitely on a wait list for my full-time clients and I will be on a wait list for my subscription coaching. If you do want information on that, you guys can always text me the word coach or check my website. But at this point in time, I can firmly say I'm pretty much sold out and I'm very, very grateful. But I was on, again, get on a wait list so you guys get first access to that. Um, If you do want information, just text me the word coach or go to my website you guys can um, get on the wait list there but one of my clients we were talking about how she had this big goal and I told her I was like well if we do this and this maybe you can do it a lot sooner and for her it just totally got her thinking outside the box like she wanted to like she was thinking like 20 years down the road where she was going to have this like settlement like a I don't know like a farmhouse where people would come in Airbnb it and she'd train them while like train their horses while she was there and all of these things. And I was like, well can't we just do that now and call it a VIP day and just bring people in, put them in a nice hotel and you can train them today. And it was literally like the biggest like mind blow to her ever. She's like, oh my God, I never thought of that. I was like, I got off the call with her and I was like, hey, I just made you 20 grand. You're welcome. But but now obviously she has to take the action. She has to have the confidence. She has to follow through. She has to like manifest it. But it was just getting her outside of the box of her thinking. Right. And I'm just so grateful that I have invested in myself. I am around people who make me think differently. Like a lot of the things that I've been able to do in my life have come from being able to be around other people who are doing certain doing certain things. And I'm like, Oh my God, what if I did this, this, and this? And my willingness to do it, I think that that's a big part of it. And I want you to put yourself in that story. Are you willing to do whatever it takes? Are you willing to figure it out? You know, so many people say that they want something, but like they're not willing to do it. You know how many calls I've been on with people who say they want to change their mind? They say they want to start the business. They say they want to do the thing. And yet, I tell them it's a few thousand dollars or $500 to do something. And they're like, well, I can't right now. I'm like, no, you just haven't decided it right now. Because how many people do you know that say they can't invest in something and spend, you know, a $100 a week on a meal or spend $70? Uh, Like I had a girl tell me she couldn't afford to work with me. And yet right on that call, (laughs) she admitted that they eat out almost every single night at a nice restaurant. I'm like, no, your priorities are just very different. Like you say you want something, but your priorities are different than what you're actually doing. So I would encourage you guys to actually like think about where your priorities are at and what are you willing to do? You know, every girl who's ever been on a call with me, I can tell if the girls, you know, got some Botox and hair done and nails done and all the things. And yet they say that they can't do the thing that they truly want. No, you have to be doing what do, you you have to be willing to do whatever it takes. I was literally willing to eat in a grocery store parking lot and literally drive 600 miles in a day to have what I now have today. Now that I was, now that I've been doing it for such a long time, I don't have to. But I think that most people have to understand that you have to be willing to be inconvenienced a little bit in the beginning in order to get what you want. And perhaps you're listening to this at the age of 50 going, well, I don't want to do that. I'm 50 or I'm 60 or I'm 40 or whatever it is. Well, how bad do you want it? I would ask yourself that question. If there is something that I want, that I want to manifest into reality, and I know to my bones, I want it bad. I'm willing to do whatever it takes. And if you're not willing to do whatever it takes, I would ask you, like, how bad do you truly want it? You know, one other last thing I'll leave you guys with is to know your money. You know, this is something that I see a lot of people struggle with, too. You know, if you're if you have a horrible money mindset and if you don't know about money, you don't know how to hold money, make money, where your money's coming from. I would highly encourage you to figure out money because money is such a tool and as much as work as I have been doing now with so many clients from so many different arenas, I will tell you, that's one of the number one things that stop people. I promise you until I started working on my money mindset, which by the way, is still a met, like a still, you know, something that I consistently work on. You know, it used to be a couple hundred dollars. Now I'm You know, where do I get scared or stuck or thinking? Is it millions of dollars? You know, I'm constantly working on that because it's such a big factor to success. Like, I never want to be the person to be like, money doesn't matter. Bullshit. Money does help. But unless you're working on your money mindset, unless you're working on your thinking, unless you're working on your confidence around money, unless you're working on your confidence in yourself, you're always going to stay stuck. So know your money. One of my great clients, Aria Wealth. That's what she teaches people, money, like work on your money, get a new money mindset. Like all of this stuff comes into play when we talk about manifesting your reality, guys, like all of the shit that I've done. And I don't know what I'm manifesting next. Well, I am manifesting my husband's, (laughs) my husband's 50th birthday, which you guys will have to stay tuned for the next year to figure out what that is in April. But like, I know how much it's going to cost. I know my money. I'm so fucking clear. I've envisioned myself there. I see him myself surprising him with it. Like I am not afraid to dream massively big because if I want it and I'm so bloody clear, I will have it. And I'm excited for how God's going to make it even bigger. So I hope you guys have liked this podcast. Let me know if you've enjoyed it. Let me know if this makes sense. Let me know if you understand now more the pillars of everything that I teach the decision faith and action let me know if you have any questions let me know like just tell me help me help you this is the reason why I do this podcast and let me know do you want me to have um, you know recorded this on my bathroom floor anyway thank you guys don't ever forget at any moment in time you can decide it's your turn thank you so much for sharing this with a friend and we'll see you guys next week bye